From the Kennan Institute in Washington, D.C., welcome to Kennan X, a podcast on our never-ending quest to understand Russia, Ukraine, and the surrounding region. I'm your host, Jill Doherty. This is very important to have this freedom of speech. And what I see now is sometimes you cannot say or joke on what you think is funny or what you think is true because society will judge you for that. Today on our podcast, Political Correctness Russian Style. Faithful followers of our Kenan X podcast probably know by now I speak Russian and I follow what's happening in Russia pretty closely. What surprised me recently is that Russian social media and even state TV have had some pretty heated debates over political correctness, politkorrektnost. And I don't mean whether or not people support President Vladimir Putin. No, this is a kind of debate we're having here in the United States. Whether you can say what you feel, whether you can even insult someone, if that's your personal opinion. I wanted to talk with a Russian about this, and I immediately thought of Ksenia Sabchak. A decade ago, when I met her in Moscow, when I was working as CNN's Moscow bureau chief, she was a reality TV star. Some called her the Paris Hilton of Russia. But then she went through a transformation. She got more serious, she got involved in journalism and politics, even ran for president against Vladimir Putin. So I called her up, and here's how she explained why Russians are talking about political correctness. Ksenia, it's so good to talk to you there in Moscow, and I'm here in Washington. Yes, nice to hear you. <laughs> it's an interesting subject. I've noticed that on the Russian TV and in the media, they're talking about political correctness, politkorrektnost. Mm-hmm. And I kind of think of that as an American issue primarily, but I'm very intrigued to find out why is it becoming a big issue in Russia? Well, that's an interesting question because I agree with you that we Russians have much deeper problems to solve, like to do something with our political system, with the reign of one person for 18 years and things like this, rather than talking about political correctness. Not that it's not a serious subject. It is, of course, but I just think that we have much deeper problems within our political system to solve first but i think that in russia unfortunately this political correctness is sometimes like cargo cult when you take a cult of other people and you make it your own but you totally make it different and it looks quite strange in this way I don't know if you got me right, karga kult, if you know what I mean. So in other words, it's being taken too far. Is that what you're saying? Yes, yes, yes. In some ways, yes. Yeah. And also in your country, well, I'm not an American citizen and I love America and I'm very much interested in what's going on. And of course, I'm nobody to judge what's going on in your country. You should decide that for your own. But some things that I see upset me a little bit. Like what? What would you say if you're looking at the United States, and then we'll get to Russia, but what upsets you? Well, for example, I think that people should have their own 
point of view on every subject. And this is freedom of speech. So this is very important to have this freedom of speech. And what I see now is sometimes you cannot say or joke on what you think is funny or what you think is true because society will judge you for that. They will do something bad with you. For example, when I see this case with this book writer, fantastic books, Gary Potter, John Rowling. Oh, yes. When I see this case of John Rowling, who is blamed for her joke, which maybe some can feel it funny, others don't feel it funny, and this is okay. But why you should judge this person for that? If it's not funny, just go away and find a funny joke in someone else's interview. That's it. Okay. But let's talk about Russia. Mm -hmm. To me, it's interesting that you now have these words. You have harassment, harassment. Mm -hmm. you have politkarekhnest, you have tolerantnest. These are all, of course, English words that are coming from the West that explain what's going on or issues in the West. But let's take Russia. Do you have some examples of political correctness, either just political correctness that you agree with, or maybe you think it went too far, but give me some examples of what's happening in Russia in this area. Well, we have a lot of cases now going with the Me Too movement, a lot of confessions of women about people with whom they work. And also, of course, for some words, for example, speaking about political correctness, one of the TV stars in Russia, which has a program about medicine, her name is Malashova. She's one of the biggest Russian stars. She's like Dr. Oz on your television. <laughs> so she called people who do not do some kind of medication. They behave like idiots. And all the society was against her because you can't call people idiots or downs if they misbehave. And that was a huge case, which is totally strange for Russia which never had that kind of problems, for example. But, you know, that's interesting because I would ask, why is it changing? Why is it becoming an issue? Well, I can explain you why. As I've already said, unfortunately, many Russian people, and I fight with this and I disagree with this position, many Russian people, they look to the West as the way they should behave. For them, it's a fashion icon in everything. So they see, like in Soviet Union, people saw that people wear jeans and the most luxurious clothes in the late 80s in Soviet Union were not dressing gowns or something like this. The most luxurious thing was jeans because they saw it in American movies and they wanted these jeans so badly. So for buying Levi's jeans, you could sell everything. And yeah. this is ridiculous. This is the same kind of thing. They see what's going on in America. They want to be fashionable. They want to be European. And that's why if we want to be fashionable, we also should be very political correct. We should speak about those issues and be the same. And this is not really good, not because political correctness is something wrong, but just because I think people should care about their own cultural code, find their own way. And if they see political correctness as a problem, they should go into this. But they shouldn't go into this because they saw that the West find it very important. You understand? 
I do totally see. Yeah. So do you think there's a difference in the way Russians understand political correctness and let's say the West or the United States, or is it pretty much the same? Well, they see it the same because people who care about this, they read it in American magazines, on American TV, so they catch what this means. But I just think that we have other problems now in our country because different nations have their own evolution. It's not bad or good. It's just the historical fact. Our problems are now about dictatorship, about right to vote, about democracy. And it's kind of strange thing to care about some smaller things when the big issues are not solved. I will give you an example. If you live in a very bad house where the roof is not good and sometimes you have rain in your home and you live in a very disastrous place, but you care about buying a new Mercedes car, that's kind of ridiculous because, well, Mercedes car may be great and the good car is also a good thing to have, but first you should fix a house and you should do evolutionary right steps first of all. I see what you're saying, but let me play the devil's advocate, as we say. Mm -hmm. In the West, part of what people think of as democracy is precisely these things that you consider kind of small or not that important. Respect for other people, not insulting other people. And granted, it is sometimes taken too far. But many people, let's say in the United States or in the West, would consider that all part of democracy and all part of building democracy. Yes, of course. That's a very important... Yes, I understand. And you're right, because that is a part of democracy and respect for everyone. And I don't think it's not important. It is. What I mean is that we have still problems about gay rights, for example, or with women rights. These things are still not solved. In America, you can't imagine nowadays a person who would say that gay should not have any rights, or this is very orthodoxical point of view, which not many people share in America. In Russia, this is still an issue. This is something about what talk shows are done. So until these issues are becoming irrelevant and considered to be ridiculous to discuss if gay people have rights or they shouldn't have rights, until then, it's kind of strange in the same timeline to discuss problems of politically correct wording for something. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Let me ask you this. Are you basically saying that this is kind of an elite problem, that only people who live in Moscow and St. Petersburg are concerned with this and average Russians out in the provinces don't even know that this discussion is taking place? Exactly, exactly. That means that this is a big problem. Once, I hope, I will leave to the times when it will be hugely discussed. But now they have so many problems to solve with poverty, with other things, with xenophobia, with gay phobia, so that these mm-hmm. issues are not really interesting for people, and especially in suburbs, not in big cities. Yeah. Is there anything, let's see, <laughs> I'm going to use a Russian word, is there anything in 
Russia that you simply can't talk about that would be completely forbidden in this political correctness way? Mm. Anybody that you can't insult? <laughs> you mean on federal channels or just between people, which is just they between have a consensus? People. Yeah, just between yes, people. Yes, I think there are not many issues, but one of them, that's for sure, a victory of Russians in Second World War. This is undisputable, mm -hmm. and this is something that keeps a nation together. So actually, mm -hmm. that's a case why so many thousands of Russian people, if you know the case, they wrote on Trump's Twitter when he wrote mm -hmm. about victory of America and England in the Second World War. Because mm -hmm. for Russian people, it's, of course, the victory of Russians, first of all. And this is Russia who got first into Berlin. And this is something very important for them, because Hitler is something very bad and someone who killed millions of Russian people. So this is something that unites all the nations, our victory in the Second World War and the huge damage that was done, but we survived and could win losing millions of lives. Mm -hmm. And I know you don't have a lot of time because you have to get back on TV, but just in general, do you think that the laws in Russia protecting people or let's say laws against harassment or racial or ethnic minorities, I should say, are the laws strong enough to protect people at this point? I think laws protect only some people and sometimes. As you remember, Franco once said, for me and my friends, everything can be done. For others, I have a law. So this is precisely the same situation we have in Russia. We have a law only when it is convenient for Putin and those who have power. So if the law is convenient for them, they will use it. But if it's not convenient, they will just create another law like it was done with constitution. So that's how it is. So the greatest law, never be an enemy of Putin in this country. Then you will be okay. <laughs> Before we say goodbye, I want to ask you one other question, which is, you know what's going on in Russian society because you have blogs and you're on TV all the time. And you really have your, as we say, the finger on the pulse of what's going on in Russia. So mm -hmm. can you tell me what is, let's say, the number one societal thing that Russians right now are interested in? Forget about political correctness, but what should we be watching in terms of just the, do you know the word zeitgeist? <laughs> yes, two things. Okay. First of all, Russians are really COVID dissidents. They don't believe in coronavirus. They hate to think that we will have a second wave. And all the talks I hear around is that we don't want this second lockdown. We don't believe in lockdown and we don't want lockdown. Lockdown is done by big politicians just to make money or whatsoever. So we journalists, we do a huge work, which is not actually always victorable, to say people about coronavirus because I don't know another country where people would be so skeptical about this. They are not afraid of anything. They do not wear masks. Any 
public places. And this is something no government can repress. <laughs> this is ridiculous thing, but that's true. Russian people really don't care about this coronavirus stuff. And Putin can frighten them by not going to the polls, and this is okay. Or they can be frightened not to go on demonstration, but they're not frightened of anyone. If people say, wear mask, please wash your hands, they say, I don't want it. Go away. Well, Ksenia, you know that they say the United States and Russia are kind of the same. We've got a lot of people like that, too in the United States. <laughs> so you me. understand me. Yes, <laughs> but another zeitgeist, which is, I think, not typical for Americans, I'm sure, is everyone is watching Belarus now. What's going on in Belarus? Lukashenko, mm -hmm. all the demonstrations against him, huge violence that he prosecuted. So this is something we watch and we see that this is how people fight with undemocratical ruler. And though we know that Putin and Lukashenko are kind of brothers, that's also a case for us when people see that a country which is nearby, this is what's going on. And this is an example for many of us. So this is something that is also very important for all the Russians. They are all watching, all sharing pictures, all the Instagram and all the social network are covered with events in Belarus. Yeah, it's a huge issue, isn't it? And we have to follow that very closely because I do agree that that is going to be some type of lesson for Russians, or at least Russians will take some lesson from it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Ksenia, thank you so much for talking with us, and I'll let you get back on TV. Great. See you soon. Bye-bye, Jill. That was Ksenia Sabchak, public figure, TV and social media star, the woman who ran against Vladimir Putin for president in 2018, and much more. Kenan X is a product of the Kenan Institute at the Woodrow Wilson International Center for Scholars in Washington, D.C. It's the Wilson Center's oldest program, founded in 1974 by George F. Kennan, American statesman, James Billington, historian and former Librarian of Congress, and historian S. Frederick Starr. Inspired by them, the Kennan Institute's mission is to improve America's understanding of Russia and the wider region. Thanks for listening. <laughs>